Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. And it's that time of the week where we uh, give you the Council Roundup review of last night's Springfield City Council meeting brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location now open for lunch, Head West Subs. So every Tuesday that City Council meets, I wake up early Wednesday morning and I uh, download it and listen to it on double speed so that we can get you all the highlights you need to start your morning here on WMAY. Uh, I will say that uh, for some reason, the audio from the clerk's website uh, did not work. It had an hour plus, but I downloaded it and uh, there was nothing on there. So there's more than one way to skin the cat, just as there's more than one way to get audio for uh, your council roundup. So I went to the city's YouTube page and uh, used an online converter to convert the video into an audio file. So we've got that. Yay. It's always good to have to figure out how to do at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, But let's get to it. A lot of conversation last night on a variety of issues, including uh, new technology being sought for water uh, and also uh, some criticism about uh, the the lack of a report that we've been hearing about for quite some time when it comes to fire operations. So all of that's on the way here on the WMAY morning news feed. Let's get into it. The treasurer, Misty Busher, providing the latest financial numbers. The corporate fund in the month of December had a beginning balance of $44,168,297. We took in total receipts of $9,722,073. We had total disbursements in the month of December of $8,189,899, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of December of $45,700,000. $471. Of that ending balance, Chair Hanauer, at the end of December, we ended with ARPA monies totaling $15,202,007. This concludes my report, Chair Hanauer. So it's a lot of money, uh, and the city's uh, sitting pretty good right now. 15 plus million of that is for the federal tax dollars the city received. That's the first half. The second half of $17 million, I think that's expected this year. Uh, so we'll see how all that works into the budget, and the budget's something that uh, is likely going to be a, a bone of contention in the weeks ahead, as they have one budget hearing under their belt, and they've got more budget hearing scheduled so we'll see uh conversations about uh the utility budget the corporate budget the library police fire and other operations public works uh all of these crucial services that taxpayers demand by paying taxes uh, and uh, we'll hear all of that uh, as it unfolds but uh, when it comes to the council meeting they're just specifically talking about ordinances and the budget's not quite there at that level so we'll get to all of the other budgeting situations situations in in future conversations with uh, with city officials. Definitely want to get uh, Budget Director Bill McCarty on to to provide an overview. It's been a while since we've chatted. Uh, Meanwhile, next up, you've got uh, an ordinance that's up for consideration. Here's the the, the city clerk uh, reading off that latest measure. Water Care Incorporated for the purchase of lake recirculation equipment in the amount not to exceed $530,000 for the Office of Public Utility. For debate. So we're talking about a $500,000 piece of equipment for Lake Springfield when it comes to the drinking water. What's going on here? Here's Doug Brown with CWLP. So, uh, you know, basically what we had experienced last summer with the taste and odor, you know, with the water, uh, kind of explaining, um, you know, some of that, uh, those issues. Uh, You know, know, Todd did a pretty good uh, presentation on uh, the reasons why. 
So the reasons why being that algae and it's not turning over properly and they need some new technology to be able to allow and assist in that. Um, you know, there's a lot of technical things that it does. I guess you might say that Todd could be, explain a little bit better, but... And we'll hear from Todd coming up. Alderwoman Connolly uh, has some questions, though, about uh, what exactly this technology would do. It would be some kind of floating fan type of operation that allows the water to circulate or so. What's going on? Are there other communities with similar water supplies that utilize these devices? I would say a majority of the communities do not do anything like that. They have taste and odor issues. So um, uh, Doug Brown again talking more about this. And from my understanding, these would be like floating platforms of sorts with some kind of fan that uh, churns the water in certain areas. The citizens of Springfield and surrounding communities are used to that high premium quality of water for that has a, you know, a good taste and a good odor that these other communities normally don't have access to because of these issues. So uh, Todd, with the uh, utility, kind of lays out some of the particulars here. I mean, they are used prevalently in communities that are trying to com proactively combat taste and odor issues. Um, Bloomington uses these devices. Otter Lake uses these devices. Those are probably the two closest that I know that has implemented this technology. And uh, they're looking to get about uh, 13 of these devices for a cost of half a million dollars. Here's Alderman Chuck Redpath with some questions and concerns. He's got constituents out there on the lake. Are you guys concerned with any liability issues about, about somebody running into these things? Because they're 10 foot wide and they float on the water and they're anchored at the, at the base. And then they come out with a, there'll be solar panels on them because they're going to be solar. Am I correct on this? That's yeah, so solar, far you're doing a, solar, yeah, a good solar, explanation. Solar panels. Yeah. And are we sure that they're going to be able to do the job? So pretty important question there. You're going to be able to do the job. You know, it's one of those things where there's so many different factors when it comes to the quality and taste of water uh, that, uh, you know, there's different options that you could implement some of them and get 50% of the taste out and implement other options and get another additional 10% of the taste. So there's there's multiple layers here. Uh, more from uh, Alderman Redpath. When we do this and we spend a half a million dollars on, on these pumps and next year people are saying that the taste of the water is bad and the smell still, then what are we going to do? Right. And I mean, that's, that, again, that's a loaded question in that, you know, if we have, have background concentrations of last year of like 150 nanograms per liter as MIB, that was our issue, right? And we were pulling most of that out, but we couldn't get it with the carbon product that you, ordinance you just passed. We couldn't get it down below the human threshold, which was 10 nanograms per liter. Um, you know, at, at 150. Yeah, so you can see where the science starts getting a little question. <laughs> when you're talking about nanograms per liter or whatever, and how do you address that? Uh, churning the water, <laughs> is that really going to do it? Yeah, good. I mean, because you're, you're churning the water, you're, you're moving the algae that's settling and so on. Uh, but uh, getting even further down the process, that's where other tools might come into hand. Here's more from Todd talking about those other things. We are going to look at some other technologies, and they're more treatment-based. They're at the treatment plant. Um, they're usually involve huge capital expenditures, oh, you know, boy. and I hate to throw out a number because I don't know what that number would be, but it's in the tens of millions of dollars nope. type uh, range. Wow, that's way more than half a million dollars for 13 of these different uh, platforms of sorts. Uh, here's more from Todd. Are going to get the um, assistance of a of a an engineer on this one and bring an ordinance to you very soon under ARPA funds to kind of complete that study and see if there's any other layers of protection we could build 
into the treatment scheme and whether we could afford those layers of treatment. Um, Interesting. Uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, chiming in on this as well. By using these pumps, um, will it cause odor or, uh, at the lake itself? I mean, with, with the homeowners and, and that. And number two, are they safe at night? Are they going to have the lights and everything? Because that my biggest concern is, is safety. When you have anything floating in the water at night, and if if you're out, if you've ever been out on the lake, it, it it gets very dark at times. It does. Now to the question about odor, Todd says, well, you know that doesn't necessarily seem to be uh, an issue elsewhere. No, I don't think that will be an issue um, as far as safety goes. Yeah, again, there's some concern that you're going to put 18 of the, or I'm sorry, 13 of these things out in the lake. Um, they come equipped with beacons, so you can have them flash whatever type of signal you want them to flash. I mean, we had planned on putting buoys around them as well, if that's not a sufficient, and, and illuminating them that way. But So different options to alert people of their existence so they don't smash into them when they're out there trolling along doing some late-night fishing. Uh, Alderman Hanauer? I don't want to see us throw $500,000 away just... To say we're doing something we you know we want to make sure something works yeah make sure something works here's todd so yeah it is a big it is a lot of money um but like you said it's small in comparison to any other approach that we may try and and again those other approaches take years to to roll in design and implement so now for reading the report alderman sean gregory had a question about something he saw in there about the difference between purchasing and renting or leasing i seen that it said if the city would like brand new sb hws add 220 to the uh, price and can you, can you touch on that a little bit yeah so um this company's also got a leasing program you could rent these things okay. and uh the thought process these are refurbished units that were in a lake for a year or so um, that were leased and the thought here was to keep this ordinance and the investment in these things i mean they come with the same warranty and everything else as low as we could yep. um, given all the needs we've got for arpa funds everywhere else in the city so they went ahead and advanced that i imagine you might hear a little bit more as that thing comes together um the coming city council meeting where they um, put it up for final passage uh, along with other ordinances that they advanced last night we'll hear about one of those uh, uh, dealing with a, uh, a grant for some affordable housing and then we'll get into new and unfinished business where the temperature increased a bit so stay tuned it's on the way here on the wmay morning news right back with the council roundup on the wmay morning news feed brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west they're down low downtown location now open for lunch so last night's Committee of the Whole, being led by Springfield Alderman Ralph Hanauer, he kept the trains on time. He used the gavel, I think at least once, maybe twice, uh, but kept the meeting at an hour. So I appreciate that. Makes for uh, a nice, short, concise council roundup, especially when they've got good things to talk about. Here's an ordinance that was up for consideration last night. Green Demolition Contractors Incorporated for the demolition site clearance of the municipal parking garage located at 4th and Washington streets in the amount not to exceed $718,180 for the Office of Public Works. Motion for consent. Second. Oh. All right. I think they actually ended up putting that on debate, but uh, we'll see that get done. $700,000 to demolish that uh, parking ramp. Uh, next ordinance up for consideration. 2022-020, an ordinance authorizing execution of CHDO sub-recipient grant agreement 
number 21-SR-0006 with Nehemiah Expansion Incorporated for the family development of 40 new single-family mixed-income rental homes utilizing Community Housing Development Organization, CHDO, funds in an amount not to exceed $1,200,000 for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. So that's a pretty large grant for uh, dozens of affordable housing. Uh, here's Alderwoman Conley. We obviously have a need for... Um, for new housing, especially for lower income individuals. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these go in. More from the developer in front of the council last night. They're gonna submit a mortgage application to a local bank for $2.2 million. And they're here asking for 1.2 million from the city. And there's some other monies involved too, but they're smaller. Uh, these homes will be available for people making 60% of the median income or less. So one of the developers there, Silas Johnson, talking about the importance of the projects. We have a basically uh, um, 20 houses to be sold, and we want to have them all sold, at least 50% of them, by the end of this project, when this project ends. Uh, one is approved now, and then we got uh, seven more uh, in the process. So uh, you can hear about some of the uh, the, the various properties that are going to be available, but uh, ultimately the impact on those who are going to be able to access this affordable housing. Yeah, it will make a it'll make a huge yes. When I say huge, a huge difference uh, for the uh, east side housing project. So you can definitely see how uh, this is a project uh, the city's going to get behind with uh, $1.2 million of a grant going to this development project. Back with the Council Roundup on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Last night's meeting, about an hour long, but after they dealt with a bunch of ordinances on whether they move them to pass altogether as non-controversial on the consent agenda or to move them to the debate agenda, it was time for new and unfinished business. And uh, Alderman Hanauer, uh, with the gavel in hand, opening it up for new and unfinished business. Here's Alderwoman Conley with a question that we've heard time and again now for, gosh, I don't even know how long it's been. Uh, um, an unfinished business, um, Mayor, are we going to see this fire report, the, the consultant's report? It, it's been it's been next week for about two or three months now, I think, so maybe a, a month. I'm exaggerating. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you are exaggerating, Alderwoman. I think it has been like two or three months that they've been saying, oh, we'll have it in a week, we'll have it in a week, we'll have it in a week. Here's uh, Budget Director Bill McCarty, um, who's got some intimate knowledge about this particular report. So the report, we have a, a, a draft that the mayor and Mr. Zirkel and I were going to try and get together and go over one last time today, and we couldn't find time to do that. So we need to do that, and then it'll be finalized, and then we can send it out whenever he's ready. Real quick. Just don't say next week, though. <laughs> We've already heard that time and again. Uh, Alderman Hanauer has had enough. This is inexcusable. Right. And it's unacceptable. Say. I'm sorry. We've got, we've got their budget coming up. We've had this out there since July. Reggie, sorry, I told you I wasn't going to get mad tonight. But <laughs> we've had it since Ju we've, we've had this thing going since July. We should have this thing. People are talking, you're talking about it on the radio. We don't know a thing about it. 
It should be here now because we got to meet with these guys on their budget. And that's not fair to them either. We have to know about this. We're going to get it after the fact when the budget's over. The idea of doing it early was so we could have it for the budget and we need it for the budget. It's inexcusable. So uh, you can definitely hear the passion there uh, with Alderman Hanauer. Here's the mayor responding. You'll have the uh, report next week. We have to make sure that there's nothing glaring in it. Have a last review. I don't know how many pages it is, but you'll have it at the beginning of next week. So you'll have it before the budget. It's nothing that um, we're happy about. You know, it's uh, we did change the parameters with regards to relocation of fire stations. What's been talked about on the radio had nothing to do with the report. I mean, nothing that I've talked about on the radio has been, or with the news media, has been about the report. It's about moving forward. So so how to move forward, uh, the mayor laying out there. Um, he didn't know how many pages this report was, and that was a question that was raised. Uh, uh, a couple hundred, maybe? Couple so hundred. we're, we're going to get a couple hundred, a report of a couple hundred pages oh boy. next week, right before we get the budget, right no. before we have our budget conversation with the fire department. I mean, I, we have I will what, tell this eight inch bud? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I, let me finish, please. Okay. We got our budget books the Friday before we started these hearings this week, and now we're going to get a couple hundred pages on one of the critical pillars of safety for this community. There, how are we supposed to look through that? I mean, I also have a full time job, I have a family. And, and I want to give my best to this position. It is, Im I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get upset tonight either. It's been a long day, but you can't have a council that's effective and serves our constituents if we're not getting information in a timely manner. And if you're telling me there's a 100-page report and you still at this point don't know if that draft is acceptable, then give us the draft. And let us look at it. So uh, I think that's prudent. I mean, why not uh, get the draft out there? Uh, I mean, this day and age, it's amazing the types of things that are on the Internet. I mean, if you're worried about you know, improper grammar or punctuation or something, I mean, let's, let's, just, see the, let's just see the report. Let's see the data. Uh, more from Alderwoman Conley. It's disrespectful of every council member around this horseshoe. It's disrespectful of the chief and the fire department that we can't, as a community, have a conversation about a report that the way it's been sold is that this is going to lead to big changes and how we move forward with our fire department. I can't know what the plan is if I'm given a 100-page report. Couple hundred. Couple hundred-page <laughs> report a day or two before we're looking at a budget. Which... <laughs> a 100-page report, a couple hundred-page report. <laughs> Go. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to pour over. Uh, here is uh, Budget Director McCarty. The budget does not reflect anything in the report. There are no changes to operations or anything else in the budget. There was never an expectation that this report would be part of that process. There absolutely changes was. can have You can have time to review and conversations. Policy conversations will have to happen between the council and the mayor. So, but but let me correct you, Director McCarty. No, the budget let me is direct, not part of that. That's absolutely not true because we were just told that we're looking at firehouse station lo locations. Now it's four instead of three. Mm -hmm. These are things that I understand come from this report. So yeah, that absolutely has a budget impact. <clears throat> 
Yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, and you want to go into budget conversations with the most relevant and most recent information, and you would think that this type of report about the operational structure of the fire department would be something that would not be considered moving into the budget. Um, here's Alderman McMiniman talking a bit about, uh, in a way, taking it easy and letting the report get finalized and have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And I got a call, you know, regarding the Ward 8 fire station, and I don't need anyone to say, come on to me. Oh, boy. And so when, um, you know, we listen to you. Now, you can just listen to the other points of view right, on the council. Just get to your point. Oh, there's a gavel. Yeah, but she's harassing you. Just get to your point or you're out of order. You got to call that to everybody, Mr. Chair. Get to your point, or you're, or you're out of order. Let's call go. Me out of order for just trying to get some respect, Mr. Uh -huh. Chair. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> one gavel use. I thought it was a couple of times, but just at least one gavel use there. Uh, more from Alderman McMiniman. It's going to be a strategic plan that we're going to be able to think about and discuss, and then when those real estate transactions come to us, where we have to purchase property to relocate a fire station. That's when we can, you know, kick in and we can say no or yes. So uh, you can see how uh, some are, are all right taking time with this. Some want to see it as soon as possible. More from Alderman McMiniman. Really, you should shut up until you really got the strategic plan out there ready to be presented to everybody, including the older persons. And that I think that's got to be cleaned up. But I think we just got to be realizing that this budget is not going to lock us into the plan. It's Interesting. Uh, so, again, some different uh, perspectives here when it comes to uh, when this report should be released. And uh, you're hearing the uh, the frustrations there. Uh, last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. Here's Alderwoman Conley. Alderman McMenamin, I do apologize. No, for, no, I apologize for interrupting you. But I want you to say when you say people are getting upset. So that throws a little shade at me. And I'm going to respond to that. She continues. I, I am speaking from the voices of people who are contacting me with significant concerns about a critical safety infrastructure. And so when I speak my mind on that, that's not upset. It may sound forceful. It may get my voice a little raised, but I'm not taking that. So that's, that's why I spoke out and I apologize. You're right, I did interrupt. So uh, obviously a, uh, an issue of contention there as to when this report will be released, especially as they're in the midst of discussing the budget and uh, the timeliness of it all uh, being very important, especially after having heard for months that the report's going to come out next week. So we'll see when that report ultimately comes out. Uh, final moment here from last night's Springfield City Council meeting, a uh, remembrance of uh, a police chief who's retiring. And I had to ask... Uh... Uh, Chief Winslow, come forward. This is the uh, last council meeting. Oh, boy. <laughs> Chief. Perfect timing. <laughs> we almost needed him. Trust me, you'll know when we need him. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> With the, with the 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 near drag out fight that we almost had on the council chambers, the horseshoe about erupted. It's a uh, it's, it's horseshoe WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> I will say there was one time when I was in the chambers. Uh, they had the um, 
the, the gladiators in there. I can't remember the name, but uh, Brad Shivey and his group, the guys who traveled uh, you know, across the world to go take part in medieval-type games, uh, they actually did a demonstration inside the council chambers during the Houston administration, if you guys recall that, uh, where they dressed up in the armor and they had the big metal swords and the shields, and they actually gave a little demonstration <laughs> on some of that. So we did almost have uh, something similar to that erupt last night at the Springfield City Council. So maybe the police chief was good to be on hand. Uh, anyways, here's more from the mayor last night. On behalf of the city council, myself, and all our residents, we really thank you for your great service. Congratulations. Congratulations, police chief Winslow. Uh, here is uh, the chief and some final words that he had. I'm going to miss everybody. going to miss the job. going to miss the people. But again, you know, uh, it's really about them. So thank you. All right. So there you go. That's your council roundup from last night. Again, uh, just about an hour long, but uh, plenty of good stuff there for us to, to highlight for you. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you're informed and entertained. And now you know what's going on with the city of Springfield. The Head West Substop downtown location open now. I sponsor the council roundup here on WMAY. Appreciate that.